Rick Madison here, Rick and Friends. And uh, hey, thanks for, for tuning into this. Today, we are going to put a face and a voice to this issue, which is uh, <laughs> almost homelessness. Now, um, her name, and, and we used a name that we all know, which is Alexa. Okay. Hi, Alexa. Hi, Rick. Now, Alexa, just take us through this and then we'll dive into the different aspects of it. But um, you are working, correct? Full time. Full time. Yeah. Uh, you have a roommate. Yep. Okay. Also full time. Full time. And, and pretty good jobs, I think. Yeah, we're both in management positions. Okay. Now, <laughs> let's go to the sad part, which is <laughs> what are you experiencing as far as finding a place to live in this beautiful gem of a city called Kelowna? Yeah, it's actually been a couple hard few months, actually. I was told by my landlords, hey, we're moving in. I've been lucky enough. I've been out of trying to find a rental place in Kelowna. So I feel like it's been two years I've been in this apartment. And wow, in two years, uh, big changes. I've lived in Vancouver. I've lived in Nelson, uh, born and raised in Calgary. So I've kind of lived a little bit everywhere. And I've been in and out of Kelowna for the last seven, eight years. And where it started, my rent to what I'm looking at today is insane. I I'm going to try and stay filtered during this interview, um, but a lot of yeah bombs I want to come out of my mouth because I can't get over how hard it is to find a decent rental place um, with a decent budget. But I'm 30 and my partner's 32 and we look really good on paper and I can't get over that I need references to just go look at a place. Um, you know, most of the time it's kind of like not dating, but you go sh see the place and then you apply for it. Now they want to see your references before you even go look at the place. And then they want you to apply within seconds. Um, so you really have no time to make decisions. Uh, so it just feels like almost like how buying a house in Kelowna is, which we also are looking to do. But uh, when you have this big increase in rent, your savings, uh, you stop saving. And as we know, down payments are probably what the hardest part of trying to buy into the market is. Mm -hmm. So how are we supposed to save and buy a house in Kelowna if now our rent is going to be as high as a mortgage or higher than a mortgage. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking for, I don't think a lot. Uh, one bedroom, two bedroom would be nice. Dishwasher, laundry, an oven. Um, you want an oven? Yeah. I can't believe you sometimes. I, I mean know. <laughs> an oven. So you, you're basically looking for a roof. A shelter and, at yeah, this point. Yeah, a shelter of, of some nature. So yeah. lean-tos, um, you know, it, and, and what, what strikes me about your story is the, well, several things. One is, um, I think the stat is if 40% of your income is going towards mm -hmm. um, shelter, yeah. that means you are dangerously close to you know, that is cl as close to poverty as, as it comes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like two very good jobs mm -hmm. in Kelowna, 
show well on paper mm-hmm. and you are literally how many on the list? Like for looking for apartments? Like say, a, say a place gets posted. Yeah. How many people are ahead of you? Oh, tons. Uh, I would even say that we are making it to the next step. Like people are letting us see places. I bet you people get turned down and say you don't qualify. And this would be in the reference stage. Yeah. So if the reference, uh, if, if the my references, references weren't strong and I didn't um, come off uh, like I can pay for this, I I don't think I I'm actually more sad. I want to tell my story because I think there's people in Kelowna. I'm thinking single moms, uh, single dads, people who have kids. Uh, how are you affording this? Because not only I know daycares are expensive. Uh, it just really upsets me. People maybe staying in relationships, guys or girls being abused. Um, mm. I think if we look around, we have all these beautiful, expensive condos, big houses, but there's so much poverty in Kelowna. And I think our homeless thing shows it's just going to get worse. If I'm having a hard time and I would call myself successful and I'm 30. I am driving my vehicle that I've had since I was 15. It's been, you know, paid off years and years ago. Like my expenses are actually quite low. How are you affording a payment on a car? How are you getting just basic needs? We know food is up. Um, Yeah, okay, I could be spending less money maybe eating out, but don't you want us to be a part of the community, support small local businesses and restaurants? I mean... I'm technically going to be rent poor, and I know that people are house poor, and I'm in a good situation. So you would be, and again, I, I think this is the part that uh, is the stark reality for Kelowna, for people listening to this, is is you've done a number of good things. You've mm-hmm. gotten a good job. You've. It, it sounds to me like you're not frivolous with your money. I mean, you go out for dinner, but I mean, mm-hmm. you should still live. And the both of you are are making money. So imagine you with one income mm-hmm. and maybe children and maybe not as good a job. Mm-hmm. What does that situation look like? And it, it it seems to me that would be dire. Mm-hmm. Like that that's kind of what people are. And and again, I think there's a, there's probably. A buffer zone between people that own homes and go, wow, like there doesn't seem to be a homelessness issue or mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be this issue, but you are literally living this, this reality. And how long have you been looking for a place? Um, a couple of months. Uh, I am being maybe a little bit pickier than some, but I just looked at a place going outside of Kelowna in West Kelowna and a basement suite and I'm going from like a three bedroom uh two bath great patio situation but again I was getting a good deal um yeah one bedroom a bathroom like I said no stove a dishwasher a microwave so I would be using a hot plate to cook small patio small living room uh $2000 plus utilities hmm. to me that just seems like a lot of money. Yeah, we can afford that, no problem. But that's the standard of living: is you have to spend. And you, if you have thirty, you pay thirty five hundred dollars. You're living like a king in Kelowna. But if you can't afford anything from like twenty three hundred um, to twenty eight hundred, 
there's not a lot of options for you. I'm seeing rooms rented for $1,600, a room, a shared living space with strangers. Back when I was going to the college, um, you know, I'm 23, I lived in Rutland and yeah, I shared a house with three other girls. We paid $300 each, all in. People are paying $1,600 for a room. That was one area I was going to go to, which was maybe roommates would be, uh, you know, a way to mm-hmm. get around this. But, but again, the costs are skyrocketing and you brought it up too. Um, when you have a car, when you have a cell phone, when you have just life, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after a while and then plus taxes, mm-hmm. your take home pay. And, and, and again, this actually stops you from saving for a home mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden all that money is just going towards living every month in a shelter that quite frankly is probably not meeting your needs, but mm-hmm. it's okay right now. Yeah. And I think this is, I think this story is, is happening all over Kelowna. Cause I think the one place you mentioned, you were one of 27 people looking at it. Yeah. That's I, what I mean. It's like applying for a job competition. Um, you have to be really responsive. You have to accommodate when they can show it to you. Uh, you don't get any option if it works out for you. Like, hey, that day, can we push it the move-in day later? Like, they just want you to sign the paperwork and give you references. And too bad you don't have all your ducks in a row. That's gone. The opportunity is gone. So what? what is the way, like, was there a point where you just literally just put your head on the desk and cried? I mean... I think I've like had to come back down to reality because I have been pretty lucky, but I just sit here and get sick to my stomach because we have young staff. Um, I think about how much taxes actually is taken away from our salaries and like we said, expenses and then brick, shit happens. Um, People get in accidents, people, none of us are able to even have like a baby egg that we can lean on and then what i'm lucky i'm also fortunate i have family in calgary who could support me i could move back to alberta there's options for me but what about everyone else that doesn't have that option that's my problem because you're thinking about other uh, people the other people yeah because i when when i think of this i think of uh i taught the junior achievement course which was teaching kids in high school about how much it actually does cost to go out on your own at that time between cell phones, which, which is, I don't care if any, you need a cell phone. Like you, you just do. And then on top of that, you have cars, you have accommodation, gas, groceries, that's all gone up. And now all of a sudden you're, you're really looking at kids are not going to be moving out of their homes for five ten years because they can't afford their own place or we're just talking about rent they can't afford to pay rent not buy. it's not like you're like oh i'm saving money to try and buy a house you can't even move out on your own to rent a place when you are supplying these references i would imagine your references are very good Mm -hmm. so are you even getting in a chance at some of these more i guess more desirable properties across town because you want to be in a decent area you uh, at some point you want to be raising a family, mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden there's that added pressure of maybe some green space and and this kind of thing. So now, now your your limits like you're putting limiters on just about everything because now we have 
a very tight rental market Mm -hmm. getting tighter because you actually want a place you'd like to live. (laughs) It actually just gets like, it's weird, like dating. It just shrinks. Um, We have a small dog. He's an Aussie Dudo. He's a hypo. uh, So he doesn't shed. He's 17 pounds. I haven't had to try and move and find a place with a dog. And he's a small dog. How are people doing it with like a golden retriever or a 75 pound dog? Most of these places are saying 30 pounds uh, max. And there's not a lot of pet friendly places to begin with. So Mm -hmm. then it just keeps shrinking. The pool just keep and the competition just is increased. So, yeah, I mean, you think that my list is like really extreme when I'm talking, but I mean, like I said, a stove, two bedrooms would be ideal, a living room space. I, green space is a dream. Is Am I going to get that? Probably not. I'm going to have to cross that off my list. So somebody, someplace nice is going to be 2,500 to 3,500 yes. all day long. Yes. If you're in a good area. Yeah. And two bedroom. Yeah. Okay. And so collectively, um, between you and your partner, mm-hmm. how much are you... How much can you spend uh, in order to make this happen? Like, would thirty five hundred put you in the rental poor side of things? Yeah, thirty five hundred. I mean, we're tr- we're still trying to save for. We're trying to make a smart decision. Like I said, we could do the leap and spend all our money on a rental, but that's not the goal. The goal for us is to buy a townhouse or something. Or, but we need to save money and stuff happens. I want to have that little emergency fun on a rainy day that you're like, it happens. Okay. We're okay. We don't have to be homeless or, I mean, that's not my case, but yeah, like I would say 25 is what we're trying to go for. And that's way more than what we're spending right now. So anyone listening to this, thank you. Um, But the other part I'm thinking of is how much, how many times a week, and this is just me being a dad because I am, yeah. how many times a week are you going out for dinner? Mm, maybe one on the weekend. Okay. How much is that bill? 50, 60 bucks? I guess like two people, you have a cocktail. I mean, restaurants are up. Oh, yeah. And I used to be in the service industry, and it's crazy because servers are making a lot more money. Like back when I was serving, it was eight dollars an hour now they're up to like 14.50 but places are wanting you to tip an extra when i was serving a 20 percent, 25 percent tip was like a big deal now these places are starting you at 18 20 you go to the liquor store they want you to tip at the liquor store like all these places are now suddenly it's just rick what it is it's a full circle you have I also see it on the other side. You have businesses, small businesses that have to pay their staff more money to live in the Okanagan. But you don't think these businesses have extra expenses themselves, rent, taxes, more stat days. So no wonder we've seen so many small businesses close and they're going to continue to close because it's the pressure um, because people can't afford to stay at jobs. So it's a full circle. You've got companies closing. Then we have people not being able to have jobs. uh, And then you end up with more homeless. Like, it's just a full circle of crap. 
Something needs to be done. We are in a small city. We are not Vancouver. I've lived there. For some reason, when you're in a big city, you accept that you're going to pay $1,400 for a room, like a small room, and you're sharing it the space with four other people and you're in the city most businesses like small businesses you go downtown they're closed on a sunday they're closed on a monday they're closed on a tuesday we are not a big city we are trying to be a big city but we do not have to have the prices like a big city right now to live here because it is a full circle of businesses are going to lose staff people are going to be moving to alberta where you can afford so you are you look like you have an economics degree. I, I have a business degree. <laughs> but it, uh, it is true, though. And, and I don't think if most people can conceptualize the fact that, you know, on the one hand, their house prices are going up mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're celebrating that. That's yeah. that's great news. And then you can borrow against that and hopefully use that money for, you know, whether it be an upgrade or another trip or something else. So that being all being said, mm-hmm. but that does create a vicious cycle. Yep. And and it does push people, I think, to the outer boundaries of the city, mm-hmm. which also causes traffic congestion, yep. raises your, your gas allowance kind of thing, mm-hmm. and wear and tear in your car. Like even just that aspect, yep. like you living in West Kelowna, yeah. that's going to add a whole nother dimension to your expense account because yep. your tires wear down. Mm-hmm service has to happen more often like it, it just snowball it, it, it does and it's and it's diminishing returns mm-hmm. because your your job fundamentally is not going to go up to counteract that in that quick of a time because we're just talking about you moving across the lake yeah so 15 minutes 15 minutes but that's right. going to add over but the course of with a year traffic probably four to five minutes right hour so just on that level alone, just with the vehicle expenses, mm-hmm. that's also going to add a lot more money. Now, were you paying Strata at, at your current place? Nope. Okay, so if you move into yeah. a place, Strata is another aspect that you have to think about. Yeah. Let's say, what, what's your dog's name? Ozzy. Ozzy. Let's say Ozzy has a bad hip. Yeah. Like, now that emergency fund that you were talking about is mm-hmm. is vanished. Now, now all of a sudden we have a cascading snowball. So I think from my perspective, Mm -hmm. it it just seems like we really need to figure this out because I I do think there's something to be said for the service industry, Mm -hmm. for young people that are just trying to make their way in the world and, and really trying to build something. It's, it's going to be a lot tougher now, unless you have, do you have parents or grandparents that can give you down payment though? I mean, they can help out, but not everyone has that. I'm not looking at it as even my problem. I will be okay at the end of the day. Obviously, I'm going to have to sacrifice and, you know, change a little bit and my expenses and maybe not save as much. And it might take me longer to get in the market. That's okay. I'm being a voice for people that don't have those backup people to help support them. How about this? Okay. Uh, I mean... My partner, we're just trying to make it through life, you know, trying to get a house, maybe go on a trip once in a while, have kids. That keeps getting further and further away for us. I can't imagine what other people are doing. But what happens when our parents leave or, you know, aren't with us? We're not going to be able to give back. So each generation, it's just going to get harder. 
but there's so we can't give I can't donate you know you have all these people these companies that help charities in our community we won't be able to give back to our community because we're just trying to put shelter over our head so I just worry about my generation and I think the you know the rich and the poor there used to be a middle class you're pushing people to be poor so it's really more the poor people like or the most of society is going to be poor and then there'll be a percentage of people that are rich and don't notice you you raise a very good point about the fact that i th- i think we are really missing out on middle class i really think that the gap is going to widen mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm you're one of those people too i'm sure which is what is the path forward mm-hmm. now i I, I think from my standpoint, there's there's a few options for people. Yep. One is voting. Yes, which is coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but really, yeah. that is one aspect of, of how you can exercise your right to choose and say, currently, our path forward is not a good one. Like, yeah. it's not a positive one. It's not working. So, exactly. So, we want to make a change. And so, how can I fundamentally make a change as a citizen of Canada and maybe that's municipal, provincial, mm-hmm. as well as federal. You know, it, yeah. it can start there. Policies can yeah. help you. Um, are you looking for, like, as far as when we go forward, do you feel right now like the next year or the year after is going to be better if we continue on the same path or is it going to be worse? I think it's just right now with how things are going, it's just going to get worse and it's going to get harder for people. I think if Kelowna keeps this rate of increasing in rent and they don't find a solution to provide people with, um, you know, affordable combination, we're going to see more homeless people. We're going to see a lot more issues. Then it also puts pressure on these charities that are trying to help with these uh, individuals who are struggling with abuse or um, low income or any kind of situation they're in. But then you're going to have people not being able to help those charities because everyone is just trying to survive and provide basic human rights, food, shelter. Um, You see it already. Our generation is not having kids, as many kids. Uh, It's just, it's sad that we don't get to have that option. Uh, And, you know, everyone right to their own choice of how they want to live their life. But I think a lot of it comes down to finances and not being able to support uh, themselves. I do think that that's a true thing because when you look at, uh, you know, what a child brings, lots of joy, lots of happiness. But again, there's daycare costs because a lot of times both spouses have to work or one has to work to provide. And then on top of that, if the the child has any issues, health issues, health issues, then all of a sudden you are going down the path of being homeless. And I was lucky enough to interview um, 12 12 people that use the food bank Mm -hmm. for an article for the newspaper. And and I was able to delve deep into their stories. And it's so interesting to me was how precarious a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you start couch surfing and then all of a sudden somebody's couch isn't available. And all of a sudden, okay, I'll just spend one night out in the park and that'll be fine and then that all of a sudden okay i'll I'll try this to ease the pain survival trying to survival and then you numb that with alcohol or drugs and then all of a sudden stealing and 
you're just trying to make a way. And, and I do think that's the, that's the part that people don't understand is even when you're like, when you're on your edge, mm-hmm. you, you don't even realize how close you are. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely not. But I'm wanting to raise a voice in, in this community. I work close with the food bank. We also run our own uh, program during Christmas, giving less fortunate kids presents to make sure that they don't go without on Christmas morning. And the people you actually see at the food bank, you would look at them and you think they're just like average people. You don't understand. You kind of are like, are you just using the system? Mm-hmm. But it's because... They've paid their rent, they've paid their, but they're choosing to pay their shelter over food or for their kids or their household. So it's very, I think, common. And I think you will walk through and see people in Kelowna and you would never guess that they're using support programs because they look, or people have tried to buy a house and maybe they stretch them too far and you're just house poor and then you have emergencies or stuff happens and then you're in that situation. Or inflation rates rise. There's so many deliverables that can set people to homeless and then it just is a snowball effect after that. The uh, the interest rates went up a full percentage yeah. in July which means that the market, of course, slows, which yeah. is probably a, a stabilizing point. But also, too, it, it raises those that locked in at a variable late, yeah. rate. Um, and when I say locked in, I don't mean locked in. I mean, you are basically, you're volatile uh, and you're exposed to the marketplace. I mean, I, I am starting and maybe it's because I'm looking, but I'm yeah. seeing more real estate signs. Yes. Yeah. And, and again, there's an ebb and flow to every economy and we've experienced massive wealth based on the federal government pumping so much money, Mm -hmm. printed money into the economy. But I do think that we are, yeah, it's not a great direction. And I think with winter around the corner, Mm -hmm. I I think it's just probably going to be an interesting time. And I I hope we, we sound the bell at the, uh, the ballot box. Yeah. And I will argue that I think my generation, the millennials, they don't go out and vote. So I think if you're listening or go vote, it matters. Um, Yeah, I think some people just think, oh, my vote won't matter or, you know, kids these days. (laughs) They they just don't take the time and effort to go do that. But we need to. What's interesting is when you have... um I think some of the best entertainment ever on your phones, like those, those short reels, Instagram, Snapchat, like there's so many distractions for millennials Mm -hmm. because they're good with their phones. They've grown up with these devices. But if you were ever to log how much time is spent looking at a screen it fundamentally and and people will swear up and down, Oh, this is helping me. Like Mm. this bit of information is helping me. Yeah. Cause this dialogue in this movie or the show is actually very interesting and it's clever dialogue. Yeah. But if you were to back out that time and I know several of my friends now I'm 52 have actually deleted Instagram mm-hmm. off of their phone because they found when they look at the week that was, mm-hmm. there's so much productive time that was wasted yeah. looking at a phone that, that fundamentally didn't add anything to their lives. Yeah. So I think your message, which is put the phone down yeah. and learn yeah. 
and then make a plan to vote because I do think if we don't exercise that right, mm-hmm. we will continue to be victimized. Down, yeah, and go down this path, and then we'll just continue to blame someone. But as a community, we need to come together and vote. All ages, whoever can vote. <laughs> and how many how many passengers does your car hold? <laughs> I'm driving. Remember, a 2015 Tacoma, so two. That's two more voters. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll get a bus. So this is from a standpoint of would you say that most people would know of this of this how bad the rental market is? Would you say that that's a a well known fact? I guess. Mm, no, I don't think so. I would say anyone maybe thirty and under is aware of it because they're living in it. Uh, I would say once you've passed a little bit mid-30s up, I don't see or hear people talking about this. So I do think it's kind of a generation issue. Um, But then I also would think that these people renting out suites and stuff, and they're like, ooh, exciting, like we can rent it out super high. But I also kind of think maybe their mortgage is really with inflation rates, maybe it's actually really high and they're not covering their mortgage or it's not actually, uh, I'm stumbling on my words. I think Kelowna are just expensive and maybe that homeowner looks like they're benefiting and they're getting all the money and they're living no carefree. I don't think that's the case always. I do think there's lots of people having to rent out these places because they can't afford it unless it's at that rate right okay that took me a long time to get to that (laughs) (laughs) so in other words the the house they might have paid too much for the house Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden with a variable rate you're paying way more taxes everything and and property taxes go up and everything else so i think maybe they're not actually even it's just helping them live there Mm -hmm. um could you see even short term if the if the city changed some bylaws as regards to, you know, maybe it's it's uh, opening up the marketplace as much as they can because I know uh, recently the city has has taken a harder stance versus um, um, different different types of rental, and I think what they're trying to do is, you know, it's sustainable, but they're they're looking at long term rentals, but. Um, I don't know. I I almost feel like we need, like this is a critical mass and mm-hmm. we need some fundamental change immediately. We can't really do that just prior to an election. But yeah. um, I do think the city needs to almost create, I hate to task forces because sometimes yeah. they just, there's no task in there. But do you think that that's where we need to go is put some pointy heads around the table and figure this out? Or Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, lots of the rentals that I'm looking at are short term. So I might find a home for October to April, and then I have to get out. Mm. So then I'm back in the same cycle. When you think about it, six, seven months, isn't that long when you feel like moving's a big deal? You like move in, unpack, you finally get settled, and then you're back at searching for a new home. Uh, What's crazy to me is some of these Airbnb or summer rentals that we need tourism, it helps but they rent them for so high uh but then they still charge a 
a high rate during the winter, which you feel like they could kind of give people a break during the winter a little bit because you've just made 90 grand Mm -hmm. in two months. So would there be, and I'm just thinking devil's advocate here. So you're a renter and you say, I would fundamentally appreciate it if you could give me a rate of $2,500 a month. What does the landlord get Mm -hmm. out of that uh, from you, a renter? Like, are you... Are you going to paint a couple rooms? Are you yeah, like yeah, yeah. honestly? No. Like there, and, there's and, a give a take. Yeah. I think though, because a lot of those places do sit empty, they don't necessarily have people. They're trying to rent them out, but I would say some of those rentals might maybe nowadays not as much of a problem. But back a couple of years ago, those places would just sit for months, and maybe people rent them for like the odd weekend, like. Mm-hmm. Airbnb, you know, rentals or whatever, but at least you would have guaranteed income. But sure, I'm sure you could, between how much you're paying, you can offer certain, I guess. Upgrades. Upgrades. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying rebuild. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm only renting to electricians and drywallers. Like I'm not doing that. But but I mean, you as a conscientious person Mm -hmm. and your partner probably say, Listen, we have to up our game yeah. if we're going to land this. And and again, it's a back and forth. And I'm not saying that's on a rental agreement. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm I'm a badass, you know. <laughs> but there's just certain soft skills that can be added to, which was I will fundamentally increase the value of your property if mm-hmm. you rent to us because over the course of the you know this year, eight months or whatever. You will find a better place than we moved into. We're going to change, you know, we're going to change out some vents. Mm-hmm. We're going to help, you know, we're going to do, act like we are owners, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it's very interesting to me. And, and, and a guest on the show has brought up the fact that the Landlord and Tenant Act, mm-hmm. if it was, had a little bit more teeth for the landlord, in yeah. other words, being able to evict a problem renter, yes. you would see more people rent. Mm-hmm. Is that a an idea you would entertain? I do think there's a bit of, um, I've never been a landlord, but I do think the tenants have a little bit of, we've gone the other direction. Like the fact that people are buying homes and tenants have the right to like live there and they can't kick them out. Even without paying rent. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's fair. And that's probably why there is such an issue between rental renters and maybe that's why people have gotten so picky about who they have are you a good person are you like those traits that you're looking for because if you are in a situation like that are you going to screw each other over you want to it's like a relationship it is yeah um but everyone at the end of the day i think looks out for themselves and that's called surviving i think but i definitely don't think it's fair um and needs to be looked at and Yeah, I just think that if more people knew that there was actually some mechanism in place where they they could do a clear cut because Mm -hmm. there's damage to the property, there's rent not being paid. You know, there's a whole host of reasons. Sometimes people rent to people, even with great references, they turn out to be a drug house. Like things happen. Things happen. So if if and and again, when I look at my own situation, um the rental market scares me a bit because you get somebody in there and I've heard lots of stories, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's, it is really tough to remove someone if, if they have paid your rent, signed yeah. a lease, all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. No, I definitely think that needs to be looked at. And yeah, more middle, like even, like half and half. We should have, both sides should have rights because at the end of the day, that's not helping someone else and could cause that person in that situation, then maybe they're the ones becoming homeless and they own the property. Exactly. So, no, I definitely agree that it needs to be looked at and reviewed and not so heavily on the tenant. And I know lots of people are going to not agree with me, but. Listen, sometimes it just starts with an idea around a table such as this one. This is beautiful, really, by the way. Um, And and I just think that uh, your story, though, will help. You know, I I think, again, just more stories like this are are probably going to help us uh, tackle this I think a bigger issue than people realize. Yeah. Like I said, you think it's just about shelter and putting it over your head, but it actually goes way into all these other issues, abuse, um, homelessness. There's bigger issues than even just putting shelter over people's head here. So I just want to be a voice because I'm in a good situation and I can't imagine um, how other people are dealing with living in the Okanagan. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me.